When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's Monday morning. He was on vacation uh, last week. God bless him. He deserved it. Uh, Rich Lowry, uh, he's not on vacation this morning. He's the editor of the National Review. Great guy. Let's bring him in. Good morning to you, Rich. Hey, Bernie. How's it going? It's going very well. TGIM, uh, Rich, you know that's our, uh, that's <laughs> our know, motto here <laughs> on the Bernie and Sid Show. So, uh, well, Rich, let's get right to it. Uh, this A uh, lot of development, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. It's, it's impossible to know where to start. But I would like to start with this, uh, with this Joe Biden and Hunter Biden situation. Uh, first of all, the voicemail to Hunter from Joe Biden revealed last week about the New York Times article regarding a Chinese business deal, uh, obviously exposing that the big guy repeatedly lied about not talking to Hunter about his business deals. You have that all the way fast forward to uh, last week, the Strategic Petroleum Oil Reserves. Among other foreign entities, uh, a Chinese company received some of that, and that Chinese company, Hunter, has a stake in. And, uh, you know, also uh, Hunter saying that Joe Biden is a C-word, dad is a pedophile. Anyway, the whole thing, uh, Joe Biden is compromised, and it stinks. I mean, what do you make of all of this stuff? It's, it's, a, it's a tsunami of stuff, and the media ignores it. Well, I think the, the phone call is what's most suggestive. And if Joe Biden really had this totally hands-off relationship where he had no, no, knew nothing about his son's business dealings and didn't care, that's, that's not a phone call you make. You know, it, it speaks to a deeper level of knowledge of what Hunter was doing and, and you know, what the media had gotten in that particular story. So you know, we don't know, but I think this is potentially a ticking time bomb under Biden's presidency. And th- th- this is is why he should, you know, there are lots of reasons he should care. Republicans are going to take Congress this fall. But this is a big one, that the, the, the serious investigation of this will, will begin, and it should. Even the New York Times comes out, and uh, usually they're pretty safe, these Democrats in the Times, but uh, they did a hit piece on Biden saying he's already 79, he's too old to run. Not that he's too corrupt, by the way, he's too old to run. In three years, he'll be 82 years old. But uh, everyone is after Joe Biden. That's been the case. Even guys on TV, Democrats, have been criticizing Joe Biden over the last couple of months. I don't care about Biden. Uh, my, my concern is, is that Democrats, who even don't like Joe Biden, will still not move to the right. And independents, I'm not sure they will either. So my question is very simple. I ask it all the time. We get it. Biden's no good. Kamala Harris is no good. Pete Buttigieg is no good. But does the American public, Democrats and independents, do they realize that? Are they ready to make a change? Yes. I, 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 it's going to be a tsunami this fall. Maybe Republicans, you know, give up a Senate seat or two that they could have won with poor candidate choices, but it's still just going to be a debacle. And then, then the 2024 race starts. But it's, it's hard for me to, to see. I think Biden might tick up a little bit. You know, maybe inflation wanes. Maybe there isn't actually a recession. But how does he get out of the kind of 40 percent neighborhood? I mean, he's just he's just not good at being president. And that's what 
not in so many words, but that's what the complaints about Democrats, that's what the crux uh, of those complaints are. I mean, Biden said everything they want him to say. It just never makes an impact because he's kind of a faded out figure now who's not very compelling. And I thought that New York Times story was was the, the latest sign that the, the lid is off, this discussion of his age, which, used, you know, we talked about this forever. It used to be just for, forbidden. You couldn't discuss it in the media. And the most notable a memorable detail in that story for me was they, they worry about him tripping. The, the White House staff worries about him tripping because he's shuffling so much, you know, and, and God love him, as he would say. He's a 79-year-old guy. It's his right to shuffle, but you can't do that when you're president of the United States. No, you can't. Uh, his gait, G-A-I-T, is just that of a guy who's ready for a wheelchair, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, Rich Lowry from the uh, National Review on the Bernie and Sid Show. Uh, Rich, uh, you know, also with uh, Biden and Buttigieg was on uh, Fox News Sunday yesterday. I mean, these people are real low lives. I hate to say uh, in your presence because you're a, you know, you're a pristine, uh, legit, uh, erudite gentleman. But these guys are real dirtbags because they were asked about, uh, you know, Kavanaugh getting harassed with his family at a Morton Steakhouse. Oh, no. And they didn't condemn it. They did not condemn yeah. it. And Pete Buttigieg goes, Oh, yeah, but if they're being uh, harassed or, uh, you know, intimidated, I mean, well, they're being harassed and intimidated. That's exactly what's happening. And you won't condemn this? I mean, I mean, what, yeah, where does totally that go? totally with you. It's like the lowest common denominator of decency to say someone in their, their personal dealings, you know, whether they're going to dinner or church or whatever it is, should just be left alone. They should just be left alone, and they can't bring themselves to say it. And I, I had a, uh, I was talking to a media type over the weekend, who is, um, as, as you know, as you should be, troubled by the assassination of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in Japan. He's like, are, are we going to start have, experiencing that stuff here? And I was like, wait a minute, you know, there's a near assassination of a Supreme Court justice, and you guys didn't cover it. Uh, so you're right. telling me you're worried about what happened in Japan? So they're, they're at, at a certain level, they're just comfortable with this coercion and intimidation uh, aimed at Supreme Court justices who didn't vote the right way from their perspective. So Donald Trump uh, was in Alaska with our good friend Sarah Palin, who may join us tomorrow, by the way, uh, over the weekend and another rally. And uh, the two of them uh, sounded great together. And every time there's a bad moment for Joe Biden, you start to get the feeling that maybe Donald Trump is inching his way closer back to Pennsylvania Avenue in the White House. But then again, you have this little battle between Los Angeles and South Florida, and there's Ron DeSantis, who goes into play, mm -hmm. beating up Gavin Newsom. So where are we right now? I ask you this every week during the Biden-Trump yeah. deal, and you were right. You were right the whole way through. Where are we right now with Trump, DeSantis, the Republican Party, looking at 2024? Yeah, so last time I talked about this, I, I said I was 70, 70, 50, so that— Trump had a 70 percent chance of running, 70 percent chance of winning the nomination and 50 percent chance of winning the general. But, you know, it's just three years away. So it's, it's hard to tell. I'm more like 85 percent. I mean, I think it's a near certainty that Trump runs and, and there's some chance, you know, he gets in fairly early. And that's a You know, that's a big decision that will shape the field. And then I, I've been saying that I don't, couldn't see DeSantis getting in if Trump's in. Now, I'm not so sure. I think I think there is some chance. I think it's not likelier than that, but I still think there's some chance that that DeSantis would get in, even if Trump, even if Trump is in. And I just think, you know, it's there's some sentiment out there. I don't know whether it would survive actually Trump getting in. That you know, let's let's move on. Let's try something different. But when Trump's actually in, to, to those sort of people say, oh, all right, okay, maybe I wanted something different, but he's in. He's the guy. Let's just do it again. I'm not sure. I just don't know. 
So, Rich Lowry uh, from the National Review on the Bernie and Sid Show. The, uh, well, the imbecile in chief, I have to call him that, he's going to Saudi Arabia this week. He's going to beg for oil. As you know, uh, Rich Lowry, uh, he stopped the production of oil in this country. Stopped it, and uh, it, it, worse than that, he made it difficult for the uh, refinery companies, the oil companies, to make more oil with his, uh, with his banking regulations, et cetera, et cetera. We have clean oil here. He's going to a country that he called the pariah state to beg for oil, a dirty oil, by the way. And, uh, I mean, everybody knows that we have it here, and yet he's going to these countries. Is this resonating with people out there? I mean, he's, do, he's, he's going on a 10-day trip, again, to go around the world to beg for oil. Does this resonate with, with the, the guy at the pump, that this guy is not producing oil? Do people realize this? I think so. Yeah, I, and I think it's one of the main factors that's hurt him. And I, I had a long drive yesterday and stopped at a, a gas station where a nice lady was running the place. I was like, you know, how are gas prices treating you? And she says, better now that they're lower. And this is the whole smear. You know, he's trying, been trying to blame everyone else for this. And he's blaming gas station owners. But actually, it's bad for business when their product is more expensive because people don't take trips. They buy less gas. And they don't make much money on gas in the first place. They make money on the stuff you, you go into the store and buy, you know, the sodas and yep. the Doritos. C- but cigarettes. These people, and they're not, they're not huge oil companies. They're, they're small-scale proprietors. I mean, this was a nice lady with a guy um, I, I sort of in, uh, in Virginia, uh, kind of rural part of Virginia, with, with a, a, some guy without shoes sitting outside the store <laughs> would help her with stuff. You know, these aren't, yeah. these aren't moguls. And the, and the idea of no. President of the United States is blaming them. For gas prices is insane. So what do you make of this whole Elon Musk Twitter battle? Elon Musk has terminated his takeover deal, and uh, now he's uh, there's uh, claims out there that Twitter's about to sue him. I know Elon Musk is uh, making fun of the whole possibility. What do you make of the whole Twitter-Elon Musk war? Well, I was excited initially about the prospect of Elon Musk buying Twitter. You know, he, he would have... Um, imposed a free speech rule, which is which is appropriate for social media companies, and, and stopped the bias against conservatives. But I didn't see how it made much business sense. I'm not a big business guy, but smart people I read about it just di- didn't think it made sense from the beginning. So I'm not shocked that the deal seems to be going down the toilet. And I just also never understood why Twitter would be worth $44 billion. So the, the whole thing is um, a debacle. You know, it's going to cost Musk something you know he can spare the money it's gonna it's really hurt twitter maybe they deserve it but the 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 whole thing's a bit of a mess now hey rich a local story that went national and is really i think uh to politicize it i think it's going to help well i'll say it our side in november which is the uh bodega clerk i mean clearly Mm -hmm. people saw he was engaged in self-defense and it went this story went national and it's, it's just going to instill in people's minds or, or, or re, re, you know, uh, uh, forcefully, uh, you know, uh, enforce in their minds that the Democrats are pro-criminal and maybe help us again, like, as I say, in November. What do you think about this uh, Bodega Clerk story and the video going viral and, uh, and its effect on the November election? Yeah, well, it's perverse. He, he was attacked. He, he didn't have interest in having a, a fight, and he got in a, in a fight. And the idea that he was charged, you know, the book was thrown at him when you can be a shoplifter, when you can be guilty of all sorts of gun offenses and repeatedly ba- be back in the street to hurt innocent people again is 
crazy, and I, I think it, it does show for people the misplaced priorities of these progressive um, prosecutors. So it's it's you know it's things are always powerful one when it's a specific person rather than a general trend, and when there's there's video, and both are the case here. And and this guy, it was just, just classic self-defense. Wrap this up, uh, as we often do, on a uh, more of a high note for you, Rich Lowry. They did lose two straight to Boston, but the Yankees are 36 games over 500, lead the Red Sox by 14 games. And next Monday, during that All-Star break, your team is sending six players to the All-Star game, and two, including two starters in both Stanton and Judge. How excited are you about that? Well, I think it's great. It's been a great first half. I, we're gonna we have the Reds next, and we're gonna sweep them. I assume really clobber them, and then we have a tough stretch. And I kind of think we're gonna come back down down to earth a little bit. We got the Red Sox. We got you guys. We got the Mets. We got the Astros again. Got the ascended Orioles. The Orioles are one game at, um, off of of five hundred yep. now, which is kind of amazing. Yes, and there's just some signs of slippage of the starting pitching and, and the relief pitching. I mean, usually you can't. There's historic exceptions, but usually you can't pay play seven hundred baseball all season long. <laughs> so it'd still be a very good team, but but I don't expect them to be as astounding as they have been the first half. Well, there you have it, Rich Lowry here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Rich, <laughs> uh, thanks all. once again, man. You're great. We, <laughs> all. we, we appreciate you do it all. He really guys. does. Uh, so uh, have a great week. We'll, we'll speak to you next week, week, Rich Lowry. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.